Praise God. I want us to turn in our Bibles today to the book of Luke. We are in this final weekend prior to the day we celebrate as the Lord's birth. And um, so I'm going to, and I felt this yesterday, last night actually, and, and um, I'm going to take us back again today to the Christmas story. But a part of the Christmas story that honestly we really don't think about much and uh, we don't talk about much. We focus on Joseph and Mary, their trip to Bethlehem, the shepherds, the star, the wise men. But this is a part of the story as well. And it is, it's an extremely interesting part of the story that should not be overlooked. So Luke chapter 1, verses 18 through 20, and then we're going to skip down to verse 67. Luke chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. So I want you to notice again in verse number 20, Zacharias had questioned the angel, wanting to know how was this possible. And the angel in return said to him, in verse 20, behold, thou shalt be dumb or thou shalt be mute. Thou shalt be mute. You'll not be able to speak until. And, and I think this is interesting that he didn't say until the day that these things shall be fulfilled, but shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And so Gabriel clearly said that everything I said will be fulfilled. You will not be able to speak until everything is performed. The angel had given him instructions 
There was something he was going to have to do. And the angel said, when you do what I tell you to do, that's when we'll loose your tongue and let you speak. And then in verse 67, now what the angel said had come to pass. The baby was born. Zacharias had performed the duty that was put on him by Gabriel. They've brought him now to the temple for his circumcision, at which point these Jewish boys were given their name. And John had, or had Zacharias had said, the child's name shall be John. He wrote it. He wrote it down for them to see because he still couldn't speak. But once he assigned that name, verse 67 says, and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and look at this word, prophesied. He prophesied. And then it goes on and gives us the words of that prophecy. We're going to look at that prophecy here today as we discuss a miraculous message. A miraculous message. And if we want to give an extended title, I would... I would say a miraculous message from an unmuted minister because that's exactly what happened. Hallelujah. Would you put your Bibles down? Would you lift your hands, lift your voices? Let's ask the Lord to speak to us today. I'd like God to give us a miraculous message today. Let's talk to the Lord together, everyone. I need you today, my God. I've got to have the help of the Holy Ghost. I can do nothing without you, but Lord, I can do all things through you if you'll just strengthen me. Lord, I surrender myself to you today. I'm your servant, God. Help me, Lord, not to speak the things I would like to speak, but let the words that I speak, oh God, come from you. God, feed this flock today from the pages of your word, which is the bread of life. Help us today. We need you, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's worship him one more time, everybody. Let's worship the Lord together. Let's praise him together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As I said, we don't usually think of Zacharias and Elizabeth normally when we think about the Christmas story. 
because the events that took place in their life happened uh, sometime before Christ was born. And yet what happened to this couple really had an impact on everything that happened afterward, which is why, uh, no doubt, the Holy Ghost moved on Luke to include this uh, as he is telling the story of Christ's birth in the opening chapter of his gospel. Now, Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, was one of those just ordinary characters, I guess. There are many other characters that we could focus on that, as I said, are not a part of that normal cast of characters we think about. Uh, you know, we could talk about Anna. We could talk about Simeon uh, that came into the temple on the day of the Lord's uh, circumcision and naming. These two were characters that, that uh, played a, uh, a very, very important role in the true Christmas story. But Zacharias and Elizabeth uh, were very, very godly people. They were godly people. Listen to Luke chapter 1 and verse 6. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Now that's saying a lot. 600 plus commandments in the Old Testament. And the Bible said that Zacharias and Elizabeth were walking in all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord. I don't want to get sidetracked because I've got way too far to go this morning, but it just strikes me that once again, God didn't just look around and find any old sinner and use them. In spite of what the world tries to tell us is the meaning of grace, that it's just unmerited favor. You, you don't do anything to find God's favor. I'm telling you, that's not the real biblical definition of grace. Amen. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, but Noah wasn't like anybody else in his time. Unmerited favor would have meant God would have just picked any one of those sinners and used them, but he didn't. The Bible calls Noah a preacher of righteousness. Noah wasn't living like the rest of the world. Noah had determined he was going to separate himself and do what he knew would please God. And God chose to use Noah and extended grace unto him. And so it was with Zacharias and with Elizabeth. Now, Zacharias was a priest uh, that was serving in the temple that existed in that day. But listen, there were many priests serving in the temple that were not righteous before God. They were not walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. Hallelujah. In fact, by the time we get to the end of Jesus' life, we find the high priest himself was a man with murder in his heart. He wanted to keep his position so badly that he was willing to put another man to death. I'm telling you, 
that it is important, it is significant that the Bible would describe Zacharias and Elizabeth as godly people. They were both righteous before God. They both walked in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. They were both blameless. And yet, despite their righteousness, their lives were not the picture of perfection. Look at verse number seven. And they had no child. They had no child. Because that Elizabeth was barren and they were both now well stricken in years. I'm telling you this couple had served the Lord faithfully for many years. And yet God had never answered their prayer. Listen to me. I'm convinced this couple prayed for a child. I believe with all my heart that they prayed for a child. It was the prayer of every Jewish couple at this time because the rest of the of the Jewish population looked upon a couple that was barren as though they were cursed by God and so here is this this couple that's blameless they're keeping the commandments of God they're keeping the ordinances of God and yet the, the so many around them look at them as though they were cursed by God they had their heartaches. They had their troubles. They had their situations to deal with in spite of their righteousness. And yet here we find them in the latter years of their lives that the angel of God appears to Zacharias. Now I want to point out today that this angel visited them in their latter years, uh, it, but it was during a very specific time. Zacharias was fulfilling a specific duty. Read for me verses eight and nine. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's while office before God. While he executed the priest's office before God. In the order of his course. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was, his to, burn lot incre was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Now, historians say that uh, these priests who served at this point in time, they would, they would cast lots each day to find out who's going to do what today. And it fell Zacharias's lot of all things to go in and burn incense before the Lord. Now, I'm not going to make an in-depth study of the tabernacle today, but one thing that I think most of us recognize and realize that is that the burning of incense uh, is representative of prayer and praise. It, it symbolized the grateful offerings of the heart, uh, amen, as they were lifted toward heaven, a sweet-smelling savor uh, in the nostrils of God. And so here it is that Zacharias is in there fulfilling this particular obligation that speaks to us a prayer and praise. And that's when the angel appeared unto him. That's when the angel came to give him the answer he'd been longing for all of his life 
Well, praise God. I'm going to tell you, saints of God, don't walk in this house and then just sit there and expect God to shake you with an answer. If you want God to answer, there's got to be some prayer lifted up. There's got to be some praise that's extended to the king. If you want a visitation of God, you've got to be about the master's business. Hallelujah. There have been those through the years that come into church and sit like statues and walk out saying, I don't know why I didn't hear from God today. That preacher must have missed it. No, I'm going to tell you something. You get involved in offering God prayer and praise and you need a word, I can promise you God's going to give you exactly what you need. But you got to get in there and burn some incense. You got to get in there and get involved. For we are a royal priesthood, Peter said. All of us. And so it falls our lot, even on this Sunday morning before Christmas, it falls our lot to walk into this temple and burn some incense before the Lord. That's the lot you chose when your alarm went off this morning. Amen. That's what God picked for you to do today when you got up and started getting dressed. He said, I want you to go into my house and burn some incense unto me. Well, hallelujah. Amen. And so this promise, this promise came while Zacharias was ministering to the Lord. And what a promise it was. Let's read on verses 11 through 13. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Now, there are so many things in this passage that I, 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 don't, I don't really have time to go into, and, and next Sunday's not hardly going to afford itself to be uh, fitting for a part two, but that may be what we have to do. I don't know. But I, I, I want to point out